Redbeard's Outfitter is a Mobile, Alabama-based outfitter offering a carefully curated selection of gear and apparel, outfitting you for your next adventure, exploring our world, and building community. We love this local store, and we love supporting folks like them who are building community in the outdoor space. Plus, they have some spectacular apparel for Alabamians and all the gear anyone would need to be ready to enjoy the outdoors. Use promo code TSO for a 20% discount online or visit them in store. Visit redbeardsoutfitter.com for more information. This is the Storied Outdoors podcast somewhere between Lewis and Tolkien and Lewis and Clark, finding clarity in the stories we tell and the adventures that shape us. Welcome to the Storied Outdoors. My name is Brad Hill and I'm joined as always by my good friend and co-host Brian Gill and man Brian there's a lot of new things going on for you you're in a new office we got a new background going on um yeah got a sweet t-shirt on by the way I didn't talk about that earlier but yeah we're this is this is the Sanford Outdoor Adventure Club official t-shirt and so official uh, bonafide bonafide got a 10 on there want to give those guys a shout out they're they're doing amazing things absolutely man season we're kicking off season eight and i can't believe it season eight man uh you know i, I think that we say, we it say that time. every season by the way we do and i don't uh, think man, that I we're ever gonna stop saying it. i can't believe it <laughs> can you believe that we did I really, can you believe it <laughs> you ain't gonna believe this no man, I, I i can't i can't I say it enough though man it's it's like you know we started this thing and it's just been we're learning we're growing you know i think that the the guests that we have are, are we're getting more comfortable with the questions we're asking we're getting more comfortable being interviewers and and writers and and looking you know i think though the biggest thing that i've learned in these eight se- uh, seven seasons is when we're on these adventures being more intentional about looking for that story mm. you know whenever we're fishing or hunting or camping or whatever we're doing just taking that time to to try to just pause a little bit and look around mm. it takes yeah. a little bit of work it makes me think back to um last season when we talked with breezy about you know as she's an artist that draws and paints how does that change the way she looks at things when she's out on a hike mm. when she's out on a walk or she's driving through a beautiful area you know she looks at things maybe perhaps more deeply mm-hmm. more in, more intentionally and I, I i certainly feel like this podcast has been an exercise in intentional reflection which is what we're trying to promote of course mm-hmm. is that these stories would uh would encourage people and challenge people to write their own stories and share those adventures and so man it's been so much fun and, and i just look back and such great memories of all the people in past episodes and if you're new to this podcast you know we haven't done that in a long time if you're a new listener which i'm sure we have lots of new listeners and people that follow along you know this podcast is set up for that um to challenge and encourage people to to write their own stories and share adventures in the storied outdoors you know somewhere 
the vagueness of somewhere between Lewis and Tolkien and Lewis and Clark. You know, we love those fictional stories and uh, the imagery and all the things that we've learned from those stories, but we also love the history and the adventure of the Lewis and Clarks of the world, and we find all kinds of ways to enter into conversation about those things with guests and within our essays that we share. And so if you're new to this podcast, man, welcome. Thanks so much for listening. You know, just thinking about that the other day, I'm sure we have a lot of new people that have jumped on this train and maybe they haven't gone back and listened to the introduction episode Mm -hmm. where we sort of explain who we are and, and what we do. Yeah, that's a good point. I had actually, you'll appreciate this, Brad. Um, our, our good, our good friend, um, Ben, king um that that went on the chief ladiga ride with me and you and uh, y'all commiserated the last 30 plus miles together (laughs) he he reached out he called me the other day and he said um he said man i just found this cool podcast about called the storied outdoors and i was i've known ben for 22 24 years and uh he just found it and and you know just he was telling me how it was um he, he was enjoying hearing me and you talk because he knew both of us and so yeah we're still finding people who are finding the podcast so that's encouraging and ben if you're listening man i'm glad you found it buddy hey man man, that's so cool and then i hope he listened to the uh the ben king that he gets confused with i did i know (laughs) did he say anything about that he i told him that we had him on he was he said man i gotta find that one i was like well you find that one you need to find todd hendrickson and then you need to find uh brian toon so we've got several cyclists on there that's right no so cool man the people we've been able to talk to that's great man i you know i've i I hear those comments from time to time um one of my favorite ones uh, was recently somebody in another town that i had no clue who they were um a friend of mine who i did know was telling them in this town about the podcast he's like oh yeah man i already listened to that he was blown away not so, as, as was i because i was like how did you know how did they even find out about it but uh you know wow. that's and they cool did. so so it's really cool man thanks for all those who listen and who have shared and continue to share this podcast with their friends and with uh um folks that they might you know think that this would be interesting it's been a great been a really great fun and i, I seriously genuinely can't believe it's season eight and we're pressing on. Uh, this will be, I suppose this will be episode 107. So we broke 100 and we broke 100 this past season in a special way. And man, I still counted a treasure to have spent time at, at Jimbo Metter's house again. Man, what a, uh, what a, what a cool time to be there. It was, um, you know, we were, we were hanging out, walking around the property, the, you know, solar eclipse is happening we just finished (laughs) this is like surreal just something you made up hey i think brad i think we made this may be episode 104 i think we have to uh we only had a few more after that one because that was the end of the season and then we went into those christmas episodes so we based on based on the notes here it looks like 104 okay so well but whatever we put up there whatever we put up there you know what we might change it could be 107 104 point three or something you know in today's day and age you can be whatever number you identify as that's so funny whenever we kidding. uh whenever we uh, you know I'll, I'll throw a brad, an idea out to brad and he's like no no it's it's whatever we our want podcast. it to be it's our podcast <laughs> we can do whatever we, make we want the rules. <laughs> so we have we don't have we don't 
make any money off this and we have no one telling us what we have to do that's right so yeah that's that's (laughs) but if you would like to pay us to do this yeah yeah go we can talk yeah we'll we'll talk (laughs) my my best friends uh call me cash uh so just make those checks payable to me (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness well man we had a great seriousness yeah go ahead in all seriousness you know about that man we have it's been really cool to be um in partnership with red beards outfitters Mm. And uh, just to help people find that store, even people here in Mobile, where I live, that you know, that drive around it, maybe even drive by, don't even know that it's there. It is such a cool store. Garrett is such a cool guy, and they have a real passion uh, for the outdoors and equipping you to be there. They also have a real passion for our town, for our for our city here in Mobile. And so they have some really cool things that are kind of special to Mobile, but they also carry great stuff, you know, from ultra shoes and running shoes and trail shoes and my favorite thing which I, I love so much is is we talk about the fire pit they carry brio fire pits and so they're one of the only dealers uh here in town that carry those things and man i love those things and so uh, again this season uh we're going to continue that partnership and we do have a code this season again it's it remains tso that'll get you 20 percent off at wow. red beards and what a deal at red beards out, outfit is a great deal especially when you're buying so, one of those brios <clears throat> Absolutely, and they and they have a great online store with all kinds of amazing things online uh, at redbeardsoutfitter.com, and you can use that co- promo code TSO right there and and gear up for uh, for your springtime adventures and perhaps some summer summer adventures that are right around the corner for everybody. But yeah, we're we're stoked to be able to partner with them and, and help people find uh, find cool local shops like uh, like Redbeards Outfitter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, we had a uh, had a great last season. Uh, looking forward to to this coming season. But you know what? A lot of times, you know, we're we don't have a whole lot of. I guess, you know, in the off season, we're we're doing a lot of preparatory work. We're doing a lot of thinking and writing and interviews and things like that. But we also try to find a little bit of time for some adventures. Um, oh yeah. So you um you picked up a a new a new hobby over the the the, the break, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I'm still sort of processing, but I had a couple of buddies uh, here at my church that have been like, man, you need to come duck hunting with us. I was like, I don't know. I've been putting them off for a couple of years, and finally I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a try. Um, uh, I was like, you know, I have a shotgun. Um, I had some waders, but I ended up getting some like, you, you kind of have to have a specific kind of waiter for duck hunting that, that have the, they're called, uh, they have boots built into the waders, whereas our, our fly fishing waders are stocking foot where it has like a neoprene stocking mm-hmm. in it, you know. I could imagine you those the, waders would be also insulated. Uh, yeah, they well, mine were cheap and they were not, so it got cold. But that's another that's that remains to that story remains to be told. Oh, um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll talk about that in a, perhaps in an essay that coming up. But you do want those boots built in so when you step off in the um, the Mobile Delta Marsh. You don't lose the boot. <laughs> you want to you want to hold on to that boot that's attached to the waders, which are attached to you. Um, but yeah, I ended up going spending some time in the Upper Delta and spent some time down in the the, the marsh of uh, the Mississippi Sound uh, with some pals of mine, uh, and we went duck hunting. And man, it was I learned a lot. Um, I learned chiefly what time you have to get up to go hunting and then there's what time you have to get up to go duck hunting Mm. and those are vastly different times 
<laughs> and uh, now I have a whole new threshold for what early is. Somebody asked me, say, hey, man, we're going to meet early. I'm like, you mean duck hunting early or do you mean like just normal early? Like duck hunting early is very different. What's a, what is duck hunting early? Like how early, uh, how early is that? We were putting the boat in at like 3, 3.30 in the morning. Holy cow. So that means yeah. getting up at like uh-huh. 2. I, I intentionally set my, for the first time in my life, I intentionally set my alarm for 2.45 a.m. There's some mornings no. I haven't been to bed until 2, 2.30. I considered it. I was like, why even worry about going to bed? But anywho, um, I get it. I under, understand. You know, there's a, you know, a lot of times you have a long boat ride. You got to set up, um, you know, if you're hunting public land, you got to set up a blind and mm-hmm. you got to get your, your decoy set up in a certain way. So there's a, there's a lot that goes to... There's an awful lot of work that goes into duck hunting. Really, a lot of work, a lot of money that goes into killing a very small bird, and not very many of them. Sometimes <laughs> you, you kind of have to stake your claim at a at a spot too, don't you? I mean, absolutely. You're, you know, you're we're hunting public of, public land, yeah. and so it's kind of first come, first serve. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've only been but, a couple uh, of times with some buddies um, out in Arkansas, and um, yeah, it's a different culture. I mean, there's 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 that public <sighs> land hunting, and if okay. you have private land, that's a little bit different speed. But yeah. it's still, um, man, it's I haven't just, experienced that, yeah. but I, you know, after the first hunt, super early, we hunted out in the, the marsh, um, out on a grass island near Barton Island down here and on the Mississippi Sound. And, you know, I was reflecting on it again this morning in my journal, just trying to get my thoughts ready for the essay and to kind of tell the story for this season. I want to write about that, but man, just seeing the world wake up. Hmm. You know, you see, you're, you're there well before the sun comes up. You get your blind all set up, and and you get kind of settled in. Wait for shooting light, you know, which is you know particular time of day set by the, you know, um, you know wildlife or outdoor Alabama, you know, whoever, you know, like you know your wardens or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our laws when you know when you can start shooting and all that, and and um and so you're waiting on shooting light, and you kind of start to hear ducks, and then you start to see some ducks and. Man, but you're sitting in this blind, and you don't have to necessarily be quiet like you would deer hunting mm-hmm. or turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. You're kind of t- talking and drinking coffee. You're not using uh, unscented <clears throat> soaps and sprays. and dip- No, you're not worried about <laughs> scent control and all that business. I mean, it really was communal, lots of fun. It was beautiful. I, I After the first trip I saw, I was like, I see why guys really love this. Mm. Um, there's a lot of camaraderie and uh, just a, just a big time. Now, did you, you take know, a dog? Do you have a dog? You didn't take moose, uh, did you? No, he's not ready for that. Yeah, and he may not be. You know, he's not necessarily a duck dog. Right, he's, he's kind of upland, upland, upland mm-hmm. uh, quail, quail hunting dog. Um, he's so skinny and lean. I don't know that he could really thrive in the real cold. He may get pretty water. cold. I mean, yeah. that'd be one one of our trips we did. And, and a good friend of mine, Andrew, his he has a beautiful black lab named Rose. And very highly trained, and man, she was so fun to watch work. Hmm. See her retrieve, and you know, even do a blind retrieve. And she would listen to his direction, and man, she would swim, and she would just dive off that boat and go after those ducks. Man, she's that's a lot of fun. To, that's a lot of fun to watch a good, trained, oh, well trained dog. So much fun. So man, a lot of fun. We also hunted in the upper delta. So if you've ever traveled in Alabama and you've come down here to the Gulf Coast, you've gone over. There, there's a massive uh, bridge coming into town, and it travels over uh, over the upper delta. 
in Mobile. Many many people reference uh, the main the big part of the bridge as the Dolly Parton Bridge, mm. which we won't go into that and why that's named that. If you know that, then you know what yeah. that's called. We're going to keep yeah. it family friendly. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. I do remember distinctly though. Back in the day, Hurricane Ivan was coming to town, and we had evacuated to Monroeville and to to be with my parents out of out of Mobile because we thought that storm was going to hit Mobile. And uh, we're watching uh, Fox Ten. John Ed Thompson, who has since retired, longtime weatherman, says on TV that on on live hur- TV. On live TV, Hurricane Ivan is traveling just north of the Dolly Parton Bridge. And, of course, I snapped around um, to my parents, and I was like, is that really what it's called? Like, that's its name? They're like, nope, that's no. not its real name. That's <laughs> but he not said its it real on name. TV. Mm. Uh, anywho, so I'm not sure if she's aware of that, but she has a bridge named after her down here in Mobile. Yeah. But anywho, I, I, that's a whole side note. Sorry about that. But we hunted up in that upper delta in that timber in those freshwater rivers and that we were hunting after we're going after wood ducks up there what a beautiful bird never seen a wood duck oh man they are so beautiful look up a wood duck a picture of a wood duck and just have your mind blown and they're native here to, to to our state i mean you guys have them in birmingham all over the state out in those you know those timberland areas they live they're a perching duck so they live and perch in trees and they'll they will commandeer, um, you know, woodpecker holes or, or rotted, you know, trees that have holes in them. They'll commandeer them and build their nest in there, and then they feed. You know, they feed on acorns and and uh, and insects and things, and you know, around the water. And they're like, just incredibly beautiful waterfowl. I feel like um, Emily Johnson has maybe painted a, a wood duck. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah, she has. I, I don't know if. Um, any of the other artists that have been on our podcast have or not. Uh, well, I did a uh, message with Mary Beth, and she was talking about doing a block print of, oh, man. of a wood duck. And uh, Well, the turkey so, that she did, the bird that I saw, her, oh, that, that was phenomenal. I mean, it just phenomenal. just incredible. So, yeah. yeah. So, we'll if we can find one, we'll put some links up to them. Yeah, it'd be cool. But, yeah, what a, it was a, certainly a great adventure, learning something new. Um, duck hunting was uh, was a blast. I see what all the, uh, I see what all the, uh, I guess the hubbub, all the excitement about it. Um, I don't, you know, I thankfully I have some really kind friends who already have duck boats that invited me in, and so all I needed was um, a willingness, you know, a gun and a license and some waiters and a alarm clock that'll work. And an alarm clock, <laughs> boy, boy, howdy. But uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Well, you know, speak uh, awesome new things. Awesome, awesome new things, man. You got something new, dude. I got a I got a new lens for my camera for Christmas, and uh, man, oh man, I, I I can't. I mean, I can't tell you how excited I am to have that in my in my arsenal now for for taking wildlife pictures and and uh, nature photography and all that. I'm I really there was a couple of times I was like, man, I really want to just get out there and just just walk around so i you know i think we posted some reels my father-in-law has some land in north alabama and i walked around there went down to lake gunnersville to uh, look at some of the uh, waterfowl and everything that comes in pretty close you you can get really close to the geese and and mallards Mm -hmm. and seagulls there so we walked around there um then went to uh 
Cades Cove in Great Smoky Mountains National Park with my family and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their family over I the, love that place, man. Oh, so man. So pretty. It was so amazing. And so took the took the big camera stuff there because you're, you're pretty much guaranteed to see deer. And yeah. holy cow, we were not disappointed. The deer were everywhere. Um, the I mean, just right there close to your car, but still um you know this you know the lens that i have is a 150 to 600 millimeter sigma lens and it i was thinking in my mind i was thinking well i'll 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 be able to tell a little bit of difference between that and my 100 to 400 but when you start zooming and it gets up to that 600 point it's mind-blowing how close you can get to those animals And, Mm. and, and it's clear and it's like Okay, this is what this is what I wanted. Oh, okay. This is what I wanted. This is the this is this is the reason I wanted to get this lens so I could take these wildlife fi- pictures. And so, yeah. uh, we also had a chance. Um, me and a, and and a couple of guys that we've had on the show, and you know some of our dear friends, and a, a new friend, you know Keith Pearson. He's a, a an instruct. He's a professor at UAB. He's really big into birding. Hugh Cheek, we you know, dear friend of a lot of our listeners and, and of ours, and Wade Blevins. We all met up and went to the Wheeler National Wildlife Refuge to see whooping cranes and sandhill cranes um, in January. And I was able to take some pictures of those birds from there. The, the whooping crane is actually on the endangered species list. Um, yeah. And so having that opportunity was a lot of fun. And having that new lens just really just trying to stretch it and, and learn uh, more about it and try to be a better photographer with it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to this spring. There's, you know, we're y'all, all of our listeners are going to have their, their fill of birding photography <laughs> on their Instagram page. And so what a, what coming, a coming in hot, coming in hot. We're, we're <laughs> brace yourself. Photography That's of awesome. birds happening. <laughs> Yeah, man, those uh, those sandhill cranes are something. They're big. They're very large, and uh, man, beautiful. Those those photos that you you capture were beautiful. I mean, well, thanks. Just an incredible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, waterfowl and birds in general are are some of the most. You know, they, especially if you get up close to them, like that camera affords you the opportunity to get up close to and kind of see the detail. And see the uniqueness of of how they are made. Um, it's pretty difficult for me to you know to not think, oh my goodness, you know this this just happened. Are you you know you're, you're telling me like this just happened, mm-hmm. or or this has a this has an artist, you know mm-hmm. this has a creator, you know mm-hmm. uh, we don't get we don't go there often on here, but man, like whenever I held that wood duck in my hand the first time, I was just blown away when I looked at, at it up close at how intricate. Um, that drake mm-hmm. that drake that male wood duck was and just all the iridescence and the color and the um you know very unique break in the colors from bright white colors to dark greens and dark black and just a staggering creature and so you know birds in general are, are like that you know i think fish are are probably are similar to that you know mm-hmm. when we see some of these you know the red eye bass or the mm-hmm. or, or a rainbow trout and all the or the spawning colors of the red eye, which I love that blue, you know, mm-hmm. turquoisey blue that they turn. Man, it's so, so beautiful and intricate and intentional. And really just causes me to to look up to the Lord and go, 
praise the Lord, man. Yeah. Look what you have created, man. I'm so thankful to see it. Yeah, he's, we serve a creative artist. You know, one of the things, I don't know if you, you and I had a chance to talk about this from uh, Cade's Cove trip, but there were these three really nice bucks standing out, you know, sitting out in the field. They were laying down. And so we parked the car. I walked through the woods to get a better view, you know, trying to stay away from any any people who are trying to take pictures from their cars or things like that. So and you also want to stay a pretty safe distance from these animals. They're wild animals. It's not a zoo, you know, it's not a petting zoo. So and some people don't get that. They get real close no, to them and then they. Hey, man, and, and, and Instagram's full of the videos. Of them yeah, you, you won't take long to find some people who really don't understand what a wild animal is. But we're sitting there. And I've kind of got my tripod, I'm set up, I'm taking some pictures. And then there's like this windbreak. And on the other side of the windbreak, I hear this enormous crash. And then they, these, you can't see anything, but you can hear these two bucks fighting and just oh, going really? at it. And it is, I mean, their racks are hitting, and it's like baseball bats hitting each other. I mean, it is so loud. That's incredible. And like, when I'm watching this buck. I mean, he's a big, big eight pointer and like he stands up and his back gets all bristled and like he's ready to go. He's like, OK, <laughs> all right, I'm getting fired up. And so he walks over to these, this old buck who was still lying on the ground and he kind of hits him with his horns a little bit. And that old buck didn't want anything to do with it. So he he kind of walked off and he limped off. So you, he could tell he'd been fighting some. So he didn't want any, a piece of that big buck. Then he walked over to the other buck, and it was a smaller frame eight-pointer. And um, they get up, and they start sparring right there. And I'm able to take these pictures that are just happening right in front of me. Oh, and yeah. then oh, yeah. the, the big buck, can't he can't stand it. He walks over there to where all that crashing is going on on the other side of that windbreak, and he gets a piece of the action. No, I never saw the other bucks over there, but they must have been enormous. Uh, they were <laughs> you know, that – I don't know. It was the loudest – you know, rattling I've ever heard uh, in the woods before. It was pretty special. It was it had my heart awesome. going. <laughs> I mean, I was oh, excited I to see it all. I bet. So then we the got back in the car and got yelled at by some lady who told us we didn't pull over far enough. And so, but hey, other than that, we're good to go. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Well, I don't think we ever ever got yelled at, but we did have some interesting encounters. Uh, you know, when you're hunting public land, you're hunting public land. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those duck trips and so uh, there were a couple of uh, funny funny encounters with you know that sort of the general public that are up there hunting and of course uh, unfortunately they're all carrying guns too so. yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah uh, a lot of fun but i love the sounds i tell you though you know circling back one of my favorite new sounds that i'd never heard was uh, a wood duck call hearing mm. the it's not your traditional like duck quack or, or what you would hear a mallard make or, or anything like that. It's more of a, a rising cry or a whistle almost. It sounds more like a bird than it would a duck. I've heard them coming through the woods. Like when I'm sitting in a tree stand, I, I, I hear a whistling sound, and I, I've yeah. always thought that that was a wood duck. Yeah, man, it's a unique, unique sound and really, really a treat to hear. But, boy, it doesn't last long, you know, because once they're – wherever they're going that's where they're going to be and so like it's real there's a lot of action it's real fast and then it's over but they they fly pretty fast too i mean they're booking they're, they're moving after. it yeah to hit one of those but, is pretty uh it's pretty talented it was luck it was luck it was luck i don't i don't believe it well you know 
I get to the end of the season, and you know, I'm learning stuff. You know, all I have is like this. You know, it's a good old Remington 870 Express 12 gauge pump. I mean, it's a classic. <laughs> you can shoot stuff with it. It doubles also as a bat or a boat paddle if you need it to be. <laughs> I mean, it is just an all around, just a tool, and it'll do it all. And it's just hardcore. And uh, man, it's trusty. You know. But, you know, at the very end, if you ever, you know, aimed a shotgun, there's a bead down there, like a BB, Mm -hmm. you know, and you put that BB on there. Well, that thing's real hard to see Mm -hmm. in the early morning. Well, I pick up my buddy's guns, and I was like, would appreciate this tip. They got this sight on there, this fiber optic. It's like bright (laughs) yellow, bright red. It's like real. I'm looking up through it. You know, it's, it's our last morning of the duck season. And, like, it's barely shooting light, and I can see clearly that little bead. I was like, that would have been helpful on some of those mornings I could barely see, and I was guessing. Information I could have used a month ago. Yeah, so next season <laughs> may be a little bit better because I'll actually be able to see my sights in the morning. <laughs> saying, yeah. Oh, you learn all kinds of new things and uh, a lot of fun, so much fun. Well, that's, um, um, you know, duck hunting was not your only adventure, Um you had a you had a trip to Nicaragua. Yeah, man, I was fortunate to travel back down and visit some of my my dear friends down in uh, Mastepe, Nicaragua, and back on the farm that I've talked about and and, ri- and uh, written about uh, Tequantepe. Uh, man, it was beautiful to be there again. I got to go to a volcano that was pretty wild uh, to stand on the the rim of a volcano. And I took a, I did I took my camera down there this time. Um. And was able to capture, you know, a handful of different uh, Nicaraguan wildlife mm. characters, including their national bird. I won't try to say the name of the national bird because I'll absolutely butcher it. Um, but uh, uh, they, they'll call it a mot-mot. Um, they're just being generous to shorten it where people like me can say their name, say mm. the name of the bird. But it's a beautiful, beautiful sort of jungle a multicolored bird mm. that's their national bird and so i was able to capture some photos of it that were really beautiful and um and they have they do have squirrels there but they're white and black they almost look like a skunk oh wow uh, but they're but they're you know an oversized squirrel that that does you know that eats you know the fruit of different trees that they have there and so i saw one of those and is, is it like a fox squirrel yeah yeah but just black and white yeah yeah mm. they're pretty pretty neat um but yeah, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal trip, and uh, it was you know it's good to be back down there to see my friends and spend some time on the farms and do some work and uh, and eat uh, and eat some of my favorite foods too, man. Mm. My goodness, you know, never, never suffering for food on that trip. Mm. Man, I, I I love that. That's part of your job that takes you to beautiful places in the oh, rest man, of the world. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I get the opportunity to introduce my church folks to, you know, the people there and the culture there, and man, it's such a great pace of life. You know, there's just a slow pace of life, um, living at you know, living at God speed. You mm-hmm. know, I love that term, that idea of three miles an hour, the average walking speed of a person. You know, just a real pace of life where you can really know, know your neighbor, and man, it's a they're sweet, sweet, sweet people down there that. That, that are challenged by, you know, the world that they live in and the country that they live in, but they have such amazing attitudes mm. and are just some of the most resilient people. And, uh, man, I love them and love going down there. They have a real sense of place there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They really lean into their their, their communities, it seems. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, hey, how's the? I was going to ask you how's the how's the book doing? I mean, we we talked about it a little bit at the the end of last season, but now it's been released for a little while. Yeah, man, it is. Um, it, it is going going well, and um, I keep asking my publisher about it, and 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 he always is excited and and enthusiastic about it. And as long as he's excited and enthusiastic about it, I am too. So, you know, you know, I, um, I had a, an event today where I was actually able to kind of give a lecture and, and talk about the importance of spiritual disciplines, uh, and used that book as a piece of it. And so, um, they wanted to, they wanted to me to feature that as part of the talk today. So that was a lot of fun. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Got a couple of speaking opportunities coming up with, um, you know, that are going to be able to inc- incorporate that. Um, there's a conference. There's a man church conference that's happening um, later in February, in a couple of weeks, actually, that is going to be uh, um, here at Sanford. And we're, you know, they've asked me to, to do a little bit in that program and they're going to have books for cool. sale there out in the lobby. Awesome. And, man, it, you know, it's just fun. It's, it's a good way to express the the creative itch that i have but it's also you know it's hopefully it's going to be something that reaches uh far beyond what i could ever reach and then you know help people along their faith journey if you're looking for a book that's um that's that's bite-sized to be able to help you in a daily devotional for 30 days you should check it out it's it's one that you'll learn a little bit also, uh, we also kind of incorporate some reflection questions as that's pretty much what, you know, we want you to do is you, we want you to read this, learn about the, uh, the theology behind some of these I am statements and then reflect on it. How does it impact your daily life? And so, mm. yeah, it's mm. an awesome opportunity to, um, to be a part of. So I'm very thankful. That's great, man. My, my song is finally, uh, it's available you know, everywhere, time, right? Everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. Um, yeah, it's, uh. All over the place, Spotify and iTunes. I, I would imagine most people's predominant place to uh, to find their music and share their music. But yeah, last time we talked uh, about the song and I shared the song, it was not um, it was not yet available on the download um, the download platforms. But uh, it's all it's all over the internets now, as the old guys would say. Internet's plural. <laughs> well, you know what I did? Um, I put a. I think I put together a. Uh, a little reel and i used that song on the reel oh yeah so. yeah you can actually use it i was surprised because you did that and then uh i think uh oh, sam's one bug yep. uh, oh wade did that yep. like, oh man i didn't know that was even possible so i think that but yeah so if you want to use it on use it on your social media platforms i think it's there too yeah you use it and you know make it a uh make it into a fly fishing reel you know a little yeah, slow motion back so cast awesome. through a waterfall <laughs> as hank patterson says that's right no film is complete without one of those. But uh, no, we'd yeah, love to see I, I, that. I was real proud of it. You should be. That was it. really well done. Very, very excited about um, possibility for, for a, maybe maybe another one or two. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, you know once I, I kind of broke the seal again. I, I've written a couple more, and so maybe getting a little getting together a little EP uh, to release a, a little maybe a four or five song EP. Mm. of songs uh you know maybe revolving mostly around fishing and fly fishing but probably some outdoors too yeah and uh you know maybe a maybe as i reflect more on this duck hunting trip i might even write a song about duck hunting who knows there you go you know there's a lot to be written about there's a lot of opportunities well that's especially awesome. about how cold i got that one time real cold <laughs> real cold when i hadn't been that cold before but i found out there's a whole lot of news is a new what time is early 
and there's a new how cold are we gonna get how cold is cold <laughs> <laughs> well man i'm so glad that you're back in the saddle with writing your uh, your yeah, songs it's, it's thank you it's good well man it's not short of your encouragement you've always encouraged me and down that road and i really appreciate it yeah. really a lot of fun and i mean i hope it encourages others too to, to get you know to get busy creating and making and and i share and you know speaking of um the fly fishing film who was it was it ben i think it was ben meadows well it came from the dorsal account so i don't know i don't know if it was ben or george, ben or george. Like, hey did you guys see this and we're like see what <laughs> oh yeah we were like what i was like driving somewhere and almost wrecked trying to figure out what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah man and he sent that link and i couldn't believe it man it was like their orvis fly fishing film festivals like year-end extravaganza i think they do like a monthly friday look at like youtube videos i think it's, it like might that. be a weekly I, I weekly think, i think okay. they do it a weekly and then they every friday they got this fly fishing film festival and then they you know I, it may have been on one of those when it was earlier in the year yeah, but they just didn't know. we didn't know and then we wouldn't have known this one had um dorsal outdoors guys not kind of put us on to it and said it was on the year-end extravaganza you know i guess best of 2023 anyway it was super cool man i was i was so blown away man the guys in in color did such an amazing job and it's really cool to to see you know that story recognized and to see uh see that work recognized it was really fun yeah i hope we get uh, some more opportunities you know to do some some film work i really love you know who doesn't love a good you know good youtube film something inspiring mm. or challenging mm-hmm. and and um so anyway that was really really a, a certainly a highlight for me for last year oh man i was absolutely flabbergasted by that yeah i mean i, I can't I'm, I'm so glad that we have uh, that we were a part of that you know that i mean yeah. i know that we were um you know we, we were not the filmmakers we were not you know but it was um it was something that we were very much had a vision for and and those mm-hmm. guys communicated that vision through film so well and so just very thankful for them absolutely and for, to have that one on our um in our in our in our belt there season eight brian it's upon us man we're writing we've already recorded some super super conversations with some people some of them are a long time coming uh we got some repeats mm-hmm um at least one repeat in there uh that was that was a lot of a lot of fun to have um join us we got some familiar faces a lot of the people who are kind of running in the same circles are going to recognize you know and we're going to introduce some new faces uh some people that we think you should know i'm super gosh i'm very excited about a couple of them and just foreshadow the snot out of it i think you're going to be really excited about some of these conversations and yeah um highlight some of our you know really a good opportunity to highlight some of our state alabama state people mm-hmm. that are from from around our, our neck of the woods be it mobile or or, uh, or birmingham or huntsville mm-hmm. we got a couple of essays lined up you know yeah i'm right now I'm, I'm 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 excited to write this duck hunting uh, duck hunting story i mean I, I don't care i don't care to hide that title from you that's really what i've been really thinking mm-hmm. about i just experienced so much and so there's a great exercise and reflects you know i was sharing before and i think it might be beneficial to share you know in this conversation um because it really is an exercise in what we're passionate about and that is that reflection and so i've taken uh 
I got this journal, um, a really beautiful journal from our, our pal, mm. uh, Brian Rowley from Growly, Growly Leather, GrowlyLeather.com. Good friends, and they make a cool journal, and you can get these, you can buy all the inserts for them. And, and so when you duck hunt, you have to get a duck stamp or a federal duck stamp as part of your license, and uh, you carry it with you when you're hunting. But when the season's over, you know, it's really, you know, it's a stamp, just like, you know, any, any stamp. And so instead of using it to mail something, it was really beautiful. And I, um, I used it and I put it on the, the first page of a brand new insert in my journal and, uh, began to write about, you know, the 2023, 24 duck season and all the things that I experienced, um, in the duck season and just a great exercise and drawing some of the ducks that you know that we were encountered and were able to see up close because we we did shoot them and um just stories about our experiences and things that i learned places that i went super cool to sit down and just write it very helpful for me to craft the essay Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. but i you know look forward to the day where you know 10 15 years from now i look back at 10 15 duck stamps and you know hundreds of stories you know uh, from those experiences with my friends that i get to go hunting with and yeah what a you know, what a cool cool way to commemorate those seasons yeah i've seen yeah, people man. i've have seen them they have the big the the big paintings of the stamp oh yeah and, and it's a beautiful stamp and yeah. they bring the the stamp in the, the smaller section of the mat mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. it so this is just a different way of commemorating it that like yeah. that's that's cool yeah yeah i got that from uh, uh andrew uh, my pal andrew uh, uh rockwell that i hunted with he that's what he does he's got you know his, his duck hunting journal and he puts his stamp in there and and re- remembers and reflects on his duck hunts for the season so it's pretty cool pretty i'd cool. like i'd like to take you for you to take some of those pictures of the the journal pages because people may be inspired to do that same thing who who duck hunt in here that that would be pretty cool creative way to do yeah. that well, yeah i'll load those up maybe i'll do that with the essay yeah um, but it, you know, for me to, I'm not a great artist, you know, I'm not like a Mary Beth or, a, or, a, or, a, or an Emily, you know, Emily Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not that good, you know, but it helps me to, to draw out, you know, and, and picture the things that I saw and to remember the places that I, that I went. And so whenever I'm drawing and writing and it was really a helpful uh helpful exercise and it, you know it makes me think back to like the old days you know we we, we do to bring back in lewis and clark mm-hmm. you know that that's what those they didn't have the luxury of an iphone to capture every millisecond of mm-hmm. life on, <laughs> on their trips you know they're not facetiming and tiktok in their, their adventures you know so we do a lot of that with our phones but it was very beneficial for me to to draw and write at the same time and I, and I think it maybe unlocks something in my brain, even a creative pathway to think about the story in a way that perhaps I wouldn't have thought of in the in the first place because I'm trying to draw it while I'm also writing. Mm. Instead of doing those separately in separate times or separate days, sitting down in the coffee shop this morning, I was talking about a wood duck. I was like, oh, I'm going to pull up the picture and I'm going to try to draw the duck and then write some more. It was really cool. So if you've never tried that, I I would say give that a shot. I got me some inserts for my journal that they don't have lines on the page. So it's kind of free write and draw and draw and write. And uh, made me think about um, the old movie Dances with Wolves, Mm -hmm. you know, Kevin Costner. 
and uh, he's journaling his experience out there in the you know out there in the far west and you know he encounters the the various you know characters that he encounters and he draws them and talks about them and and that that journal is also part of the story as well if you've ever seen that movie but um, I think that was common practice back then, you know, but we've sort of lost the art of that. And I really want to re- reclaim that for myself at least, but maybe it'll inspire you to do that. I would, I would give it a try because it definitely helped me to, to think through things and to write and to be creative. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about what a great, what a great you know, heirloom for your kids to have one day, you know, you think about the yeah. stories and, you know, who cares if you don't think that you're good or bad or, 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 or whatever at drawing is the fact that you're doing it and yeah. you're, it may, it may spark something in your children. You know, I mean, you've even seen that with Stella, you know, mm-hmm. she's an incredible oh, artist and she uh, really is, really so, is. you know, just doing it and, and hoping that people will be brave enough to do the same. Yeah. Fortunately they are. You know, I'm I'm not that good, but they are discernible as in what they're supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> they aren't. You know, I mean, I mean, I they're not steak people, so I mean, I'm not that bad. You yeah, know? <laughs> <laughs> but so much fun, and you know, it's just really uh, it's kind of wakes up a, you know, even makes you feel a little bit like a kid. So you know, duck hunting's kind of like that because you know you get somewhere and you're on your duck hunt, and you got to build your, you got to put your blind together. Mm-hmm. That ain't nothing but building forts. You're building a fort, just like when we were kids building <laughs> forts. And so, man, we were camouflaging our duck blind, building a fort, and man, just kind of unlocks a little, little piece of you. And so, drawing does that for me too, man. Just, just wakes up the, the, the kid in me to, to dream and to, to be creative. Really cool. That's so awesome. try it. I would say go out there and try it. You know, your next trip and journal and draw and draw and journal. Pretty fun. That's cool. Yeah, man. Episodes are about to start dropping. We're super excited. Um, Brian, I'm excited about your essay. You, you kind of told me a little bit about that, and uh, we got some guests. We're also always looking for guests, right? You know, yeah. if you got somebody, you're like, man, you guys should have this guy on your episode or on an episode. We'd love to hear about that. You know, it may or may not work out. They may or not may or may not want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but they, but maybe they will. You know, and so we're always looking for stories, and so you can email those at uh, thestoriedoutdoors at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to catch up on past episodes and stories and see some of the photos that Brian's taken, you can uh, visit our Instagram or you can go to our website. You can visit our Instagram at the storied outdoors, uh, or you can go to the website, www.thestoriedoutdoors.com and uh, keep up with us. Maybe sign up for the newsletter, keep you abreast of things happening. And, uh, yeah, man, um, there's a lot coming and, uh, some good stories uh, in the, in the pipeline coming down, coming your way this spring, man. And, and, you know, tag us in your photos, tag us in your stories. Oh, yeah. We'd love to, we'd love to share your story, uh, through our social media channels. And so mm-hmm. love, love to see that anytime you tag us, we try our best to, uh, to, to repost those, you know, and, um, and, and make sure that we're helping to, uh, to, to tell your story. So if, if we've inspired yeah, you, we want to encourage you to, to keep going man there's also been a few people take some time to write reviews so so special to us when you take a moment of your day to sit down and go i'm going to write a review and, and give a rating to the podcast that i've been enjoying if you haven't done that man please take time to do that that really helps people find us that pe- uh, helps people um discover um 
the stories that we're sharing and man, hopefully they'll, they'll be encouraged by those just like you were. And so, man, thank you to all those that have taken time. If you haven't, man, we would be so honored if you take time to leave us a writing, uh, a rating or a review, uh, on your, your podcasting platform, be it Spotify, which is just a rating. I think you can give a, you know, however many stars, uh, then on iTunes, you can give, you know, those five star ratings and you can also give a written review, which are incredible every time. And so I'm always encouraged by those, um, by those reviews. So thank you to all those that have taken time to do that. Yeah, of course. And we know that you have a lot of, uh, podcasts that you could listen to a lot, a lot of things you could do with your time. Uh, but we are very thankful for you. We wouldn't have had, uh, the some of the ideas for guests and the you know encouragement along the way if you had not been listening we would probably have done it but it makes it a lot easier to have people listening hey man well as we we always say when we close man we hope uh we hope this has been encouraging conversation for you uh we hope these stories this season coming up encourages you challenges you to write your own stories and share your own adventures in the place we love to call the storied outdoors. Redbeard's Outfitter is a Mobile, Alabama-based outfitter offering a carefully curated selection of gear and apparel, outfitting you for your next adventure, exploring our world, and building community. We love this local store, and we love supporting folks like them who are building community in the outdoor space. Plus, they have some spectacular apparel for Alabamians and all the gear anyone would need to be ready to enjoy the outdoors. Use promo code TSO for a 20% discount online or visit them in store. Visit redbeardsoutfitter.com for more information.